Beth Wee here in the Koinonia kitchen. I'm going to talk today about how you are like a cell phone. Okay, not really, but I'll tell you what, most everybody I know uses a cell phone. Some it's really just calling. Some have everything in their world on that phone. Apps make this and that easier, faster, quick access to information. You got a question, get the answer. The cell phone has kind of become part and parcel of modern life. But what happens if your cell phone loses charge? Suddenly you're cut off from everything and you don't have the information at your fingertips. You actually have to wait to get to a charging station. Unless, of course, you brought it with you, or you have it in your car, or you have it at work, you have it everywhere you go, you make sure you have that charging station. Because you've come to rely on the cell phone. I think when God created man, he foresaw the need for regular charging. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How are you going to know him better? And it has to do with keeping yourself charged keeping stations for charging at your ready, knowing what God can help you with, what is available, what app you can press for him to respond. So to get charged spiritually, you'll have to plug in. To stay operational, the plug-in will have to be a regular thing, at least daily, maybe sometimes more in a day, depending on how much you're using that relationship. I think I call the battery part of this human self the true self. When the true self, when that authentic you is fully charged, you are going to impact this world greatly. And I think as we connect with Source regularly, we also get to know Him better. And therefore, we get to know His will better. For those of us that work a 12-step program, knowing his will, knowledge of his will, and the power to carry it out, turning my will and my life over to the care of God and his will and his ideas, these are part and parcel of living recovery. But let's face it, it's hard. Knowing what his will is can be difficult. It's like... If you're going to a restaurant and you're, somebody's meeting you there and you've got to pick a meal for them, should you ask the waiter who has never met the person or should you ask the spouse of 30 years <laughs> which is more likely to know what that person is going to want for his entree? Which is more likely to know his will for what he will eat? I mean, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be seasons in life where connection with higher power can seem especially difficult. But if we continue to plug in the battery daily, that regular, regular habitual action is going to help us in the long run. 
keep doing what works for you. If you found something that works, maybe it's a morning routine that you do. Keep doing what works. And maybe, just maybe, I can give you a few ideas on how to expand on that so that you can know your source, your higher power, the God of your understanding even better. So let's look at ways to hook up that might shake you up when your spirit is tired or maybe even disinterested. For many listening, hearing from God sounds like some cosmic non-reality thing, and it can be. So the first suggestion I'm going to give you is, have you ever tried getting quiet? Get quiet with God. You know, there was a writer in the, in the Torah, uh, an old uh, spiritual book of the Jewish faith, and his name was David, and he said, be still and know that I am God. And the Hebrew word he used was rafa. It means to let go to release, to be weak. It's a tough concept for many of us in this fast-paced world. The concept of being still is Rafa. It means surrender. Can you surrender your thoughts? I'll tell you what, it took me a lot of practice to get to where I could really clear my head, disciplining myself to try to, to, to free my mind, to calm my mind down, to stop thinking so much. It was at a time when I was trying to know God better, and I had this aha moment. I was floating in this chair in a pool, trying to still my mind and trying to meditate. I was really bad at quieting my mind. I had been practicing forever, it seemed like. But that day, it happened. Floating in the pool, maybe it was the little bit of movement of the water that allowed me to lose the focus in my brain. But all of a sudden, it happened. I was freed of my own thinking, and it was incredible. It was such a relief, and time passed really quickly. And ever since that one day, I've been able to do it again. I've been able to repeat the exercise of freeing my mind. And I think just that little bit of freedom from thinking has made me trust God more. Sounds kind of crazy. It might even sound kind of scary if you've never been there. But it isn't once you get there. It's all about love. And somehow... I believe God takes it easy on those of us that are timid or frightened or unsure. So give it a go. I've found that the higher power is a gentleman. <laughs> it comes in increments that I can understand. Maybe that's why we say the God of our understanding. God doesn't change, but my understanding does. And when I was fearful, I didn't want to understand a lot, but I tried and I let go just a little bit more at a time. You know, we're talking about knowing the will of God in those 12 steps. What I've seen from those that are truly connected and what I've experienced in my own walk is that you don't have to be holy to hang out with God. 
when you hang out with God, you automatically grow an understanding. And just like any other relationship, you get to better anticipate God's wants, God's needs, and yes, even God's will. Like the marriage partner that was ordering the meal, she's known her husband for 30 years. She knows that he doesn't eat pork. She knew not to order the pork chops. That's kind of what it's like. I think hanging out with God is easy for those that are timid by going into nature. It's almost like we become one with the creation and therefore we become open to the creator. Some people love the woods. Others want to be on a beach. Others want to be on the river, which is a completely different water experience. Some need the mountains. Some need to hike while they're doing it. Some need to sit. But if you can get quiet while you're in immense natural surroundings, you're going to open yourself to the possibility of God. It could be your own backyard. Some people I know, I have a friend, Lee, he loves to garden. And that is his quiet time with his higher power. It's just like romantic couples have a favorite restaurant. Lee and his higher power have a favorite garden patch that they work together. And it's a wonderful emotional response that comes from sharing special things like that. What delights you? That could be your hookup to know your higher power even better. So next time that delight shows up unexpectedly, thank your higher power. It will be like a love surprise that he created to delight you. The only other suggestion I'm going to put on the table for this podcast to help you increase your relational connection with God is a bit old-fashioned. Some of you might even say it smacks of religion, but I disagree. So hang in there with me. Some of us are parents. If not parents, maybe aunts or uncles or mentors to a younger child. With that in mind, answer this question. Have you ever denied yourself something you wanted to provide for another? Maybe the child wanted the last cookie that was on your plate and you gave it up. What prompted that? I believe the answer is love. And because of this premise, I'm going to talk to you about trying to fast. Fasting. When you deny yourself something, a food, a creature comfort, a behavior, and you do it to honor or to love someone else, amazing results follow. When you gave that child that last cookie off your plate, that child came to you more readily and loved you more willingly. And I believe that happens with our relationship with the unseen. When I deny myself something small, something that to, to someone else, they wouldn't even notice it, but I'm actively choosing my relationship with my God over that item. I don't mean like a 28-day Buddhist monk fast kind of thing. Uh, do you have a cell phone issue in your car? Maybe that's it. 
choose to leave your, your phone in your purse while you drive to the store. And don't take it out no matter what. Believe me, you will want to. You may even want to revamp the rules to make it acceptable at red lights or something like that. But I'm telling you, if you stick to your guns, you'll get used to it. And you will talk to God about it. God, I really want to take this cell phone out. You didn't. We didn't talk about train tracks and and long cargo trains being in this deal. But here I am. My phone is in my purse, and I am denying myself because I want to know you better. Please bless me for my efforts. It's your own little love surprise given back to God. We're talking today about knowing him better. All you got to do is spend time. Give God the investment of your time. However that means, whatever that means to you, however you see it coming together, God will honor the investment of time and you will grow to know him better. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at Beth. We.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.